merrily. Then off he went with the girls for his walk, his plumy tail wagging happily. He didn't like term time nearly as much as the holidays, but he was quite prepared to put up with kennel life so long as he could be near his beloved George. Julian rang up that night as he had promised. He had got everything planned already. Anne listened, thrilled. It sounds super, she said. Yes, we can meet where you say, and we'll be there as near as we can on time. Anyway, we can wait about if you others aren't there. Yes, we'll bring the things you say. Oh, Julian, won't it be fun? What's he say? asked George impatiently when at last Anne put the receiver down. You might have let me have a word with Julian. I wanted to tell him all about Timmy. He doesn't want to waste an expensive telephone call listening to you raving about Timmy, said Anne. He asked how he was and I said fine and that's all he wanted to know about Tim. He's made all the arrangements. I'll tell you what they are. The girls went off to a corner of their common room and sat down. Timmy was there too. He was allowed in at certain times and so were three other dogs belonging to the girls. Each dog behaved well. He knew that if he didn't, he would be taken back to the kennels at once. Julian says that he and Dick can get off immediately after breakfast, said Anne. So can we, so that's all right. He says we've got to take very little with us, just night things, toothbrush, hairbrush and flannel, and a rolled up mac, and any biscuits or chocolate we can buy. Have you any money left? A bit said George. Not much. Enough to buy a few bars of chocolate, I think. Anyway, you've got all the biscuits your mother sent last week. We can take some of those. Yes, and the barley sugar one of my aunts sent, said Anne. But Julian says we're not to take much because this is to be a proper hike and we'll get tired if we have to carry a heavy load. Oh, he said put in two pairs of extra socks. Right, said George and she patted Timmy, who was lying close beside her. There's going to be a long walkie-walk, Tim. Won't you love that? Timmy grunted comfortably. He wondered if there would be any rabbits on the walk. A walk wasn't really exciting, unless there were rabbits all over the place. Timmy thought it was a pity that rabbits were allowed to live down holes. They always disappeared most unfairly, just when he had nearly caught one. Anne and George went to see their housemistress to tell her that they were not going to Kirin Cottage after all, but were going walking. My brother says he has written to you, said Anne, so you'll know all about it tomorrow, Miss Peters. And George's mother will be writing too. We can go, can't we? Oh, yes. It will be a lovely half-term for you, said Miss Peters, especially if this sunny weather lasts. Where are you going? Over the moors, said Anne, in the very loneliest, most deserted parts that Julian can find. We might see deer and wild ponies and perhaps even a few badgers. We shall walk and walk. But where will you sleep if the parts you are going to are so very lonely? asked Miss Peters. Oh, Julian is arranging all that, said George. He's been looking up little inns and farmhouses on the map and we shall make for those at night. It will be too cold to sleep out of doors. It certainly will, said Miss Peters. 
Well, don't get into trouble, that's all. I know what you five are when you get together. I imagine Timmy is going with you too. Of course, said George. I wouldn't go if he didn't go. I couldn't leave him here alone. The two girls got their things ready as Friday came near. The biscuits were taken out of the tin and put into paper bags. The barley sugar was put into a bag too, and the bars of chocolate. Both girls had rucksacks with straps for their shoulders. They packed and repacked them several times. One by one, more and more things were added. Anne felt she must take a book to read. George said they must each take a torch with a new battery. And what about biscuits for Timmy? she said. I simply must take something for him. He'd like a bone, too. A big one that he could chew and chew, and that I can put back into the bag for another time.